Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And welcome back. Judy, you look D&D today. Well, thank you. So do you, I might add. And you, the listener. Don't they look great out there? You know, animal lovers always look wonderful. It's just from being around animals all the time. It is a young and restless weekend as the young and restless Greg Rickart, Michelle Stafford, and Judith Chapman all join us today. Big animal lovers. Yes, they are. Also, the big news, sad news out of Southern California as fires evacuate over 15,000 animals. We'll go live to the San Diego Humane Society where top dog Dr. Mark Goldstein fills us in. And your comments about Ellen and her dramatic appearance on her show a couple of weeks back, well, they kept our phones ringing white hot all week at one 405 8405 Mailbox 1, Saturday, 11.08 a.m. Uh, good morning. I'm calling about the uh, Ellen DeGeneres uh, Animal Rescue League uh, uh, conflict. Uh, my name is Cornell. I've been Reading, listening on WTU. Um, she made a mistake uh, by not reading the, the contract. But I think that the uh, animal rescue place also made a mistake. Uh, they want to get the animal back so that they can uh, find another home for it, which includes screening the home to one degree or another. Matters went from bad to worse when Ellen did what she did on, on her show. I think the situation could have been corrected easily. This is a mess blown all out of proportion simply because some individual decided to get nasty about it instead of deciding to try to work it out. I don't know if Ellen's returned to her show yet. I don't watch it anymore. Oh, boy, the phones are going once again. Hi, Animal Radio. Hello, Animal Radio. This is Paul. I am I called you, and I had bad connections, so I'm yeah. calling you back. How you doing, Paul? Very good. I listen to your program every chance I get. Where are you calling Thank from? You. I'm calling from Big Water, Utah, just down the road from Kanab, Utah, where I guess you folks are at. That's where our studios are, and you must be listening on KXAZ. Thank you so much. Yes, I am. What can we do for you? Do you have comments? Yes, I'd like to comment on the uh, Ellen story. Please do. <laughs> Well, you know, I, it's very sad, I believe, that people use sensationalism to get their points across when just uh, rational thinking and, and uh, dealing with a problem in, in a sensible way, I'm sure that that, that that adoption agency probably would have placed that dog with those children if they'd have had the opportunity to interview the family. That's probably where the dog would have been left, but due to her attempt at sensationalism to, to make her point, she ruined everything. I think that's very sad. Yeah, there was a lot of ugliness going on in between both parties. I understand the agency does not adopt to children. Into uh, homes with children under 14. You know, children but again, given the circumstances, yeah. they may have had it done been done properly. Yeah, it was just a lot of ugly name-calling and really the wrong forum for it. At least that's what right. I believe here. Yeah, they were never given the opportunity to look at the situation sensibly. Yeah. What kind of animals do you have? I have two cats. They were... Uh, semi-feral cats that we adopted, or I should say, they adopted us, and they've become really, really wonderful pets. They're about 16 years old, and we've had them for about 15 of those years. Wow. Are they still pretty playful? 
Yes, they are. Okay, we're going to send them some toys from the prize closet here, okay? Oh, they'll love that. <laughs> well, we thank you very much for calling, and thank you very much for listening to Animal Radio. Thank you. I enjoy your program. Hold on one second, if you will. You bet. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. You know, the numbers from the wildfires in Southern California as they rage on are incredible. Uh, 500,000 people evacuated from San Diego County. And if you do the math, the numbers, the following numbers really make sense. 15,000 animals evacuated. Wow. And uh, to find out the details, you know, we're up here in air-conditioned studios, but uh, right down there on the front line, spearheading what's going on with the animals there. Dr. Mark Goldstein, he's the top dog at the San Diego Humane Society. No stranger to Animal Radio. Doctor, how you doing? Uh, we're doing great out here, and, and I appreciate that introduction, but uh, uh, I get, as president of the San Diego Humane Society and SPCA, I, I, I guess I'm on the front line in that my family itself was you know, evacuated from our own home. But there's a lot of other people that are putting their uh, life and time at risk greater than I, and those are the people on the front, truly the front lines, fighting that fire, and our and our staff that are right out there rescuing those animals. I, I truly get to sit in an office most of the time through this. Uh, but I, I know I know what really goes on down there, so you don't have to be modest about it. Let's see, where are these animals? I understand there's uh, uh, small animals being allowed at Qualcomm Stadium right now. How many are there, and where are the large animals going? Well. One thing that we've seen with this um, tragic disaster, and yes, you, you touched upon the, the, just the bare numbers are, you know, are incredible. Um, what we learned from Katrina to answer your question is that our community has made every attempt possible to keep animals and families together. Um, so that we have a number of Red Cross shelters along with the, you mentioned Qualcomm, that's being run by the city. But we have a number of Red Cross shelters and Qualcomm where people can go and they can actually take advantage of the Red Cross services by staying outside the shelter, putting up their own tents, living on the grounds, and staying with their animals, which is just a godsend because we know that people will literally put their life at risk if they have to be separated from their animals. I know I would, and I know you, and I bet you would, too. Yes. It seems um, like uh, everybody's a little more prepared this time. It well, I, I think we've had a lot to train with. You know, in our own case at Santa Humane Society, we have 30 staff members that worked at Katrina, so they're war-worn. Um, and we've been thinking about this and planning for it. And, uh, you know, you hope you never have to pull the plans off the shelf. But nature had another thought for us. And um, uh, I think the answer to that is yes, we were. Um, you asked about large animals. Um, we have some facilities in the county where our own staff can take large animals that have been rescued. And then people, again, can take their large animals to Fiesta Island and, again, stay with them, care for them, and be out of harm's way. So. We've got Fiesta Island for large animals, we've got Qualcomm for families and small animals, and then all of the Red Cross shelters throughout the county are accepting families with their animals uh, to be right contiguous with their shelters. How long do you think these folks will be in temporary digs? Well, you know, um, excuse the pun, but there seems to be a light at the end of the tunnel and it's not a flame. Good. <laughs> um, the winds have shifted, the temperatures are dropping. I, I, I think we're all optimistic that hopefully by this weekend, beginning of next week, that we'll have our arms wrapped around these fires because they still are very much a threat to this county. I wish I could sit here today and tell you we're out of harm's way. We're not. Um, but we're making headway, and all of the signs point to a conclusion coming pretty shortly. And we know from many studies, especially done by the Red Cross, that you want to get people back into the mainstream. And, and this goes for their families and even their animals so that it doesn't become uh, an issue of being returned back to the normal day-to-day -day operations. So we're hoping by the weekend, beginning of next week, 
that will transition into the recovery phase as opposed to the offensive phase where, you know, we're, we're fighting for it right now. And uh, we can start that healing process. Um, we actually, I have to tell you, still don't know what we may find when we go back into the burned areas. Um, we do know of people that as hard as they tried, they could not move all of their animals. Um, we hope to find um, them okay. Um, but uh, that's still an unknown for us. But I don't think we're going to see anywhere near the numbers that we heard about with Katrina because we have found that with planning, and I think it's also a reflection of the San Diego community, people have made these animals part of their family and part of their disaster plan. Yeah, they've taken them this time. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I see on the network news a lot of pictures of tent cities with cages and animals. Are these animals getting along? What's the general feeling around these little cities? You know, I, I have I, I visited one yesterday afternoon, so I guess I, I've been out there on the, in the line. And, and, and I was inspired. First of all, no surprise, you know, when we have our big dog walks, um, you know, animals, once you take them out of their territory and they get in a, a group of uh, animals, they typically are sometimes smarter than we are, and they go, you know what, there's a lot of guys here, and some of them are bigger and some of them smaller, so I'm going to behave. <laughs> and we've seen very few, if any, serious altercations. We haven't seen any serious ones that I'm aware of. Um, and uh, they seem to be getting along just fine, and the same for the people that are there, too. Are you looking for any volunteers? What kind of help do you still need? You know, the largest help we really need right now is you know, if somebody's listening to this, and, and I'm not talking 20 or 30 bales because it's not really worth the effort, we'll take a truckload of hay um, and um, timothy or grass hay because we've got uh, two to 3,000 horses that we're still trying to keep fed. So that would really help. And really the other thing we need is just to offset the, the amazing cost that something like this costs is, is if people are listening, financial support would be very welcome. Um, if they'd like to see the work that we're doing and, and, and on daily progression, they could go to our website. Um, right now, from a people power standpoint, we're doing okay. We've got trained volunteers and trained staff, and in that respect, we're doing very well. We've had organizations like HSUS and Noah's Wish that have come in with some of their staff, trained and helped out in certain locations. So from a people standpoint, we're doing well. Primarily from an equipment standpoint, we're very fortunate. Um, hay would be very, very helpful, and you know the, the dollars to offset these enormous costs certainly don't hurt. And the website is sdhumane.org if you want to watch as this uh, whole thing progresses and, and find out uh, exactly what's going on at the San Diego Humane Society. Hay and money, hay and money. I've, I've never really heard a request for hay before, but let's see, let's see if we can band together and find some hay for the San Diego Humane Society so they can help with the livestock and the horses that uh, are uh, needing this at that time. How many horses would you say you have evacuated out? Uh, and again, it's not just us. Cumulatively within the county, we're, we're figuring it's about 3,000 horses that have been relocated. A uh, significant number of them are either on Fiesta Island or at the Del Mar Fairgrounds. Um, and then others are up at a couple of locations that we have, uh, a lakeside rodeo site that we've been able to take over and keep animals at. Um, so they're stretched all around the county. We've been able to, uh, you know, one of the challenges here is when you look at those numbers and you evacuate 500,000 people, I've been told that's about a fifth of the population of San Diego. We've run out of space to send the people to once we evacuate them, and the same with the animals. That's been our greatest challenge. And that's not somebody, something that somebody can contribute from out of state because, you know, we want to stay within our own community. The people that are evacuated want to stay within their own community. So we're just making do with what we have. And are you displaced from your house? 
Uh, you know, I was able to go back last night, and I have to share, you know, in, in hindsight, it was great actually being a victim. I have a much greater understanding of how vulnerable you feel almost instantly and how it is difficult to, to even in the best of circumstances, because this county was very prepared to get the information you need to take care of your needs. I know I sat in my house last night with my wife. We looked at the ceiling, and um, we were very thankful for being back home. Our prayers, Ocean there. Our prayers are with everybody there, and uh, we we hope the fires subside very very soon. Once again, sdhumane.org, links to everything you've heard on today's show at animalradio.com. This is also a good time to think, do you have that preparedness kit, that emergency preparedness kit, just in case something happens uh, to you? And coming up in just a couple of minutes, Dr. Jim Humphreys talks about the preparedness kit. Doctor, we appreciate your time and all the good work you're doing at the San Diego Humane Society. You guys are both great. Great to talk to you again. We'll Thank talk you. to you later. Thanks. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. The Animal Minute is brought to you by Urinoff, the number one vet-recommended urine odor and stain remover. To purchase, visit www.urinoff.com. Urinoff, finally, something that works. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. A woman in Gig Harbor, Washington, got a big surprise when she picked up her dog from the groomer. Annie Sherifius was trying to wash off what she thought was dirt on her Shih Tzu's ear when the actual ear fell off. She rushed her dog Jasmine to the vet who told her that the ear had been cut off and super glued back on. Jasmine had to undergo treatment for infection. Pierce County Sheriff's investigators are looking into possible criminal charges against the unlicensed dog groomer. J. Ray's Pet Grooming, the shop where the ear gluing incident happened, has been shut down. Sharifia said she cried for weeks every time she thought of someone hurting her little dog. She wants to make sure that groomer never touches another dog. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Are people to Radio. There's lots of reasons to need a urine odor and stain remover. Your dog's afraid of thunderstorms. Cat hates being alone. You've moved into a new house. But there's only one reason to buy Urinoff, because it actually works. Urinoff's high-performance formula gets to the source of the problem and removes it permanently, even cat urine. Many odor removers claim to work, but thousands of loyal Urinoff customers, even vets, swear by it. If urine odor is a problem in your home, reach for Urinoff, the odor remover that actually works. Available exclusively at www.urinoff.com or your local vet. Did you know that dogs can get worm infections just from eating grass and that those same parasites can also infect humans? Ew! Gross! Thank goodness there's a safe and easy way to eliminate and prevent the major worms that infect dogs. Safeguard K90 Wormer. Just sprinkle it on your dog's food twice a year. And that's it? Yep. For more information, visit www.safe-guard.com. That's S-A-F-E-G-U-A-R-D.com. It's the best way I know to protect my dog and my family against intestinal worm infections. Hey, you know anyone who has owned a pet can tell you nothing is more frustrating than their pet soiling in the house. Often they do this in one spot over and over and over again. There's a reason why your pets do this. Pets are attracted to their own unique body scent, which is known as their pheromone. And that pheromone is always left behind in every soiling. Therefore, it's natural for your pet to follow his keen sense of smell and go back to it. So the question is, how do we get the pheromone out so our pets stop 
resoiling in the house? Well, the good news is there's finally an answer. It's Get Serious Stain, Odor, and Pheromone Extractor. Get Serious is the only stain and odor remover with the ability to remove your pet's pheromone while also getting out the urine odor and any stain. Stop blaming your pets for resoiling when you used a cleaner that didn't get the pheromone out. And don't spend another minute cleaning up unnecessary repeat accidents. Pick up Get Serious today at PetSmart or visit PetSmart.com. Do you know what you're serving for dinner tonight? If the FDA has its way, the milk and meat you see at the grocery store could come from cloned animals. And you won't even know because it won't be labeled. Cloning animals for food involves more than just food safety. Animal suffering and other ethical issues must also be considered. The cloning process uses hundreds of animals to produce just one clone, causing death or severe health problems for most of the animals involved. Just because we can clone animals for food doesn't mean we should. Contact the American Anti-Vivisection Society to learn more about the problems with animal cloning at www.endanimalcloning.org. That's www.endanimalcloning.org. And have a voice in what you are serving for dinner tonight. Hey, you want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at CanineCaviar.com. That's www.CanineCaviar.com. Hi, I'm Jay Moore, and as a sports fan, I can tell you there's nothing quite better than spending a day in the park playing catch with a beautiful lady. Like Shirley, my dog. Listen, adopt a pet. They are the most loyal companions you will ever have. Visit Pets911.com or call 1-888-PETS-911. Hooray! For more information, go to Pets911.com. Proud to be a partner of Animal Radio. This is an Animal Radio News Update, made possible by the Simple Solution Natural line of 100% biodegradable pet care products. Pets for Ransom in Tucson. I'm Hal Abrams. Pets for Ransom, authorities say, is a growing trend in Tucson and south of the border. It's the same scenario. A precious pet goes missing, and just as fast as the poster goes up, someone calls to claim the reward. But it's not just luck that leads the finder to a pet. It's a crime that's happening in our own neighborhoods. Marsh Myers of the Animal Cruelty Task Force says he's seen cases where a home burglar takes valuable pets and later calls the owner to front the cash in exchange for the animal back. It happened to Karen McCluskey. A potential buyer came to her home and a few days later, four English bulldogs were stolen. Karen later found one dog in the newspaper advertised for sale. They were asking $2,500 for him, no papers. To safeguard your pet, Marsh says owners should register dogs and be sure they always wear collars with identification. You can even have a microchip implanted in your dog. That can help prove ownership. And, of course, keeping a current photo of your animal can help the police. And contact authorities immediately if you suspect your dog has been stolen or is being held for ransom. 
Get more tips and breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by the Simple Solution Natural line of 100% biodegradable pet care products. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. Earth-conscious consumers have an eco-friendly choice in pet care. The Simple Solution Natural line of 100% all-natural pet products, 100% biodegradable training pads, biodegradable even by California standards. They'll biodegrade faster than an orange peel. Also, Simple Solution Natural Pet Stain and Odor Remover, a great alternative to harsh chemicals found in traditional household cleaners. Simple Solution Natural, based on a way of life. Find Simple Solution at Petco, PetSmart, or your local pet retailer. Our hearts go to everybody in San Diego and Southern California with the fires. Once again, we're getting lots of calls here. If you want to help out the San Diego Humane Society, they need green and green, (laughs) hay and money. There you go. And their website is sdhumane.org. And, of course, everything you've heard on today's show at animalradio.com. Now, still to come, well, of course, three superb stars from The Young and the Restless. First up is Greg Rickart. Also today, yes. from Animal uh, Animal Planets, Animal Precinct, Anna Marie Lucas. Try saying that three times oh, fast. All those A's. Uh, she's joining us. She's a regular guest on Animal Radio, as you, you might know if you're a regular listener. And uh, she's talking about puppy mills this week, where to get your animals, where you can adopt good, healthy animals. Also, Kyle Orent. Yes, we check him, check in with him on his update on his auction. His celebrity collar auction. He's doing pretty good. Yeah, well, he is. I think he's made, well, I don't know. We'll find out what he's made. I know that he is a, a brand new caller from Glenn Close, who uh-huh. was on Animal Radio last week. Lots of good stuff on the way. And you just informed me during the last break mm-hmm. that last week when we gave away a big red box, of course, that's the first aid kit that you want to have for your disaster preparedness kit. From Country Dog and Friends. You said we had two to give away. We only gave away one last week. That's right. We still have one left. Let's do that right now. This is the big red box from Country Dog and Friends. A first aid kit for your animal. You should have one around the house. 1-866-405-8405. Hi, Animal Radio. How you doing today? Good. How are you doing? Real good. Good, good. Hey, I just heard you uh, talk about getting the little first aid kit there. Not- the big red box. That's it. Where are you calling from? Uh, South Lake Tahoe, California. And who is this? My first name is Doug. Doug, I believe we have one big red box for you. What kind of animals do you have? Uh, I got a big uh, English foxhound I saved from the pound, and uh, I got three little miniature dachshunds and a cat. Awesome. Big (laughs) family. And four big bears that come into my backyard a couple (laughs) days a week. (laughs) Oh, my. They return? Oh, they were all four there. Well, the mother and her three cubs were there last night. Wow. I just walked back, and I seen uh, the one climbing over the fence, and then three more followed, and then I heard a little hissing, growling noise, and I'm just 10 feet from me on the other side of the woodpile was the mother looking at me, so I said, oh, I better back up. Yeah, you know how those (laughs) mother bears can get. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it sounds like you have a big family there. Do all the cats and dogs get along? Yep, they all uh, all. Sometimes they're all sleeping together in the same bed, or half of them are in my bed. So. Especially this time of year, as it gets colder, they're all. Uh... They, they're all when they come in, they all lay right in front of the fireplace that's uh, always burning. So uh-huh. we have one of these country dog big red box first aid kits for you, Doug. If you hold on one second, we'll get a little information from you. Thanks for listening to Animal Radio. Oh, it's my pleasure. I enjoy the show. I said enough. Hey, gang, this is the Money Man, Eddie Money. Make sure you spay to your pets. 
I keep the dial right here to Animal Radio. It's the greatest station in the world. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. Still to come on today's show, Animal Planets, Animarie... You know I was practicing during the break. You know I, know. I had it down you perfect. You did so good at, until you... <laughs> animal Planets, right. Animal Precincts, Anna Marie Lucas. She is joining us, and of course she has a tough job. But she's on TV, and she, she it's actually a fun job. I'm sure it's... Uh, huh? Shut up? <laughs> yeah. Oh, we, we got too much to do. Okay, we have... It's Young and the Restless weekend here at Animal Radio. That's why we're all giddy. And we have Greg Rickard on the phone. Uh, which line is he on? He's on one. Hi, Greg. Hi there. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Very good. Uh, you're uh, between takes at work? I am. Working on the Young and the Restless as Kevin Fisher. And of That's course, right. Boy, what a life you live there. Well, you know, it's... Uh... Another day. <laughs> uh, thank God that isn't the real life. Do you have any pets at home? I do. I have uh, two cats, Zoe and Garp, and a uh, dog named Fred, who's going to be joining me this weekend. Oh, very good. We were, we were talking about the Race for the Rescues right. this weekend, and uh, I wanted to tell everybody, where is that website? www.racefortherescues.org. Now, are you running in this? Well, um, you know, uh, I think that's all... Uh, it all depends on Fred, basically. I think we'll probably start out... Uh, in a run, but he's, uh-huh. uh, he only weighs about 25 pounds, so we'll see how um, how he keeps up. If uh, we, I think we're going to start out running, and I I have a suspicion that we'll be walking by the end of it. What kind of dog is Fred? Fred is a uh, beagle pug mix. <laughs> a puggle. A puggle, if you will, yeah. He's a good boy. <laughs> I've committed to the 1K. That's all I can do, and I, I would bring the the uh, the dogs, but uh, it's, a, it's a long trip for us, or the cats. They might like it. You let the cats walk on the leash around the backyard, but I don't think I could get him out on a run. You know, but- it's funny. I have uh, one of the cats just like lives to try and get out of the house. You know, uh-huh. like I mean, she's so smart, and she'll she'll uh, she'll be, be waiting by the front door. And when I come in, I have to have like one hand on the doorknob, <laughs> and the other hand has to be down at the bottom of the door, blocking her exit. Because uh-huh. um, you know, it's just there's a lot of uh, you know between the cars and the coyotes, there's um, a lot of uh, obstacles outside that. You know, but they don't have to face inside. So, um, so I don't know how she'd do. I think she'd. Um, if I took her with me, I don't know that I'd ever see her again. I, I do my best to keep her inside because I, I sort of feel like if I even let her out a little bit, like if I put her in the backyard for a little while, uh-huh. then it's almost like you wet their appetite, and then they're never satisfied. You know, then they just want to go out all the time. Uh, you give them an inch, and they want a mile. Exactly. So I, uh, I give her some wheat grass, uh, not wheat grass, some kitty grass, and. Uh, and she's got like one little house plant that she pretty much massacres, and I'm like, that's that's the compromise. So. And that's good. You've drawn the line in the sand, and Judy, you know, drawn the line in the kitty litter box, kitty litter sand. <laughs> Judy, uh, actually, you have a cattery, and you take them out. I, I have like a, it's a big ten by thirty chain link dog run that I. So they can already cover the top. They can go in and out of their own. And you will. take them out. Wow. Oh, but that's, that's not emotion. enough. They want that's a that's an inch, and they want that mile. Yeah, I, I've I've thought about uh, you know building something like. Out in the backyard or whatever, but it still uh-huh. uh, it still concerns me because there's you sure. know, in my neighborhood there's a lot of coyotes and stuff. So yeah, with all the animals there, you have dogs and cats. Do they all get along? Uh, they, they they get on pretty well. There's a uh, uh, one of the cats, Garp is um, Garp. Is kind of Gar- yeah, it's Garp, <laughs> Zoe, and Fred. Garp is your quintessential um, uh, trepidatious uh, cat who who I think just kind of uh, enjoys his relationship from. Uh, with Fred from above, so they don't they don't interact too much. But Fred and Zoe, it's kind of fascinating because Zoe I've had for about 
uh, six years now, and Fred's about two. Uh-huh. And it literally took about a year and a half, but um, wow. just in the past six months or so, they have finally sort of finagled this this uh, relationship. And it, 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 it's, it's fascinating to watch the nonverbal communication that goes on between animals where, you know, for a year and a half, he was, you know, filled with this puppy energy and would just... You know, constantly try and play with her, but uh-huh. you know he weighed uh, two or three times as much as she did, and he'd overwhelm her, mm-hmm. and 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 he finally gets it, and I think uh, that has to be due to like whatever she's communicating through her hisses or something that mm-hmm. uh, says, hey, we can play, but you you need to you need to back off, and he does, and it's 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 fascinating to watch them. I I, I don't even watch TV anymore; I just watch the <laughs> cat and dog it all day. Oh, that must be fun. No commercials, and it's they... wonderful. Yeah, exactly. No commercials. <laughs> <laughs> they've established a pecking order, and they've yeah, sort of gelled. And I, yeah, exactly. Although I always say that uh, you know Garp, the one who you know kind of hides from everything and, and doesn't get involved, I, I I tend to think that he's the one who's actually ruling the roost, you know, <laughs> and that he's kind of orchestrating uh, everything that's going on below him. Probably mm-hmm. is. Yeah. We're with Greg Rickard, the Young and the Restless, plays Kevin Fisher. Was it last week? Last week we had Glenn Close on, and she told us one of the questions she has on her blog that she asked her celebrity guests. If your animals were celebrities... Or a famous person. Or a famous person, who would they be? So, I'm going to ask you, Fred, Zoe, and Garp. Okay. Who would they be if they were famous celebrities or just just famous? I would say, can it be, uh, can it be um, alive or, or uh, deceased? Okay, Absolutely. I, I think Garp, to me, has a very uh, Brando-esque quality. <laughs> where he doesn't say much. He doesn't move around too much. But he just has this quiet intensity that... Um, you don't want to mess with him. You just uh, he gives you that look, and you will you will respect his space in the way that I imagine if I had ever met Marlon Brando, I would probably feel the same way around him. Uh-huh. Uh, Fred, let's see, who would Fred be? Fred would be like I, I, some like obnoxious child actor. I would imagine Fred would be like you know the one who never listens, the one who like throws tantrums on the set and stuff. Uh, no, he's not that bad. But uh, I, I, Fred, you know, but he does have that sort of youthful uh, energy. So I, I, I'm. Who's a Does he come down to the set? Uh, no, we're um, we're not uh, we're not allowed to have. Uh, they don't let you do that, huh? Yeah, I think. Uh, but this is a good place to put my foot down and say that that needs to change because um, yes. I think he'd make a lot of fans here. Uh, Fred, <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say Fred would just be some sort of you know, um, I guess one of these like celebrities that uh, you're constantly reading about on TMZ who's going out and getting into trouble and not going to his crate when he's supposed to. Uh-huh. Okay. And then let's see. Then we have Zoe. Hmm. Mm. I noticed you left Zoe for last there. Well, yeah, because I, I think she's the most difficult one to pin down. She's 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 my baby. I mean, I love all my kids, but she's, you know, the one I've had the longest. And uh-huh. let's see, who would Zoe be? Um, I don't know. I'd, I'd I'd go with someone sort of like I might say like a Julia Roberts, you know, because she's sort oh. of like everyone loves her, and mm. and she's uh, you know, just sort of like dynamite in my eyes. So wonderful animals and, and hope- wait. So who did? Uh, what were some other uh, What were some other good answers? I noticed that Glenn Close she picked her uh, dogs as the Dalai Lama and Barney Fife, yes. one extreme ah. to the other. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that's. Um, see, now I feel like uh, those are better answers. I almost want to reconsider. <laughs> We'll get back to you on that. You know okay. what? I'll tell you what. We're going to speak to you within 24 hours uh, live at our broadcast from the Race for the Rescues, and we'll ask you then. Uh, we'll give you what, some time to think about it. Give you some time it. to think awesome. about it, okay? Okay, well, I hope uh, tons of people come out, and I'm really looking forward to it, and uh, it's going to be a great uh, great afternoon. And once again, I want to mention that you can uh, head on over and register day of 
There is a late fee. It applies. It's uh, I believe it's three thousand dollars. No, it's just twenty five dollars <laughs> for that late fee. And of course, this all starts at eight thirty a.m. Registration opens at seven a.m. Check out the website www.racefortherescues.org. Right, come join us. Walk, run, crawl, whatever. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, I'm Vanna White, and I invite you to help solve the puzzle of saving animals' lives. Come on out Sunday, October 28th to the annual Race for the Rescues 5K Run, Walk, and Pet Adoption event at the Pasadena Rose Bowl. Proceeds benefit eight nonprofit dog and cat rescue groups. Go to racefortherescues.org to sign up and make your tax-deductible donation. Make adoption your first option. Racefortherescues.org. Hi, this is Hal from Animal Radio. Come join us as we broadcast live from the Race for the Rescues. Honey, look, I taught Rocky a new trick. He's 12. You know what they say about old dogs. Hey, Rock, what'd she teach you to do, sleep? (laughs) Honey, no. I taught him to email me when it's time for his vet appointment and vaccinations, notify a call center if he's lost, and give the kennel his feeding and med schedule. Did you give him a a brain implant? No, I bought him a Kuga tag for his collar. Kuga tag? This little USB Kuga tag. Yeah, plugs into any computer. His vital information's right there for the vet or kennel to read. So our address and phone number aren't hanging off Rocky's neck. Wow, neat trick. Yeah, honey. Neat. Cougar Tag, the world's smallest USB pet tag for dogs, cats, even birds. 24-7 Lost Pet Center. Vital health and vet information. Appointment and vaccination reminder emails and more. All in a universal, non-invasive, waterproof tag. Let your pet teach you a new trick. Visit CougarTag.com today. That's CougarTag, K-O-O-G-A Tag.com. CougarTag.com. Hi, this is Shelley Morrison from Willing Grace. And I'm on Animal Radio. Please spay and neuter your pets. Please. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. Disaster preparedness for pets. Hi, everybody. I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys for Animal Radio. This time of the year brings the potential for many types of disasters, both natural and man-made. Are you and your pet prepared? From hurricanes to earthquakes, gas leaks to acts of terrorism, we're all at risk for some sort of disaster. Because events occur quickly, decisions are made fast, and you need to have a plan for yourself and for your animals in case of such a disaster. First and foremost... If you're ordered to evacuate your home, you should plan to take your pets with you. Even anticipated short evacuations time can turn into week-long absences. Other recommendations include maintaining proper identification on your pets, preparing evacuation kits, and obtaining important medical information from your veterinarian. You should have all this ready and waiting by the back door, just in case. Acquaint yourself with the types of disasters that affect your area. Then develop a plan that will get you and your pets out of harm's way. For pets, this may mean putting them in a small carrier and into the car quickly for an evacuation. For farm animals, you may need to have an appropriate trailer handy and know where you can take each animal to be away from the danger and still receive proper care. Be sure all your animals have good identification. Rabies and ID tags are the best form for small animals, 
Microchipping is becoming a popular form of animal identification. An ID tag and a halter also works well for large animals. An animal carrier in an evacuation kit are the two most important things you should have ready. Have your evacuation kit near the carrier or the cage and keep these items fresh. This allows for fast action. For an evacuation, all you'd need to do is put your pet in the carrier and grab the kit and go. An old overnight bag or a backpack works really well. Some of the most important items to put in your animal's evacuation bag would include any necessary medications, leashes, food, medical records, towels, bedding, and a couple of bottles of water. Now, returning home after a natural disaster, believe it or not, has some of its own disasters and its own important issues that you need to prepare for. If you've taken your pet with you, realize that many familiar items may be changing or missing from their environment. Survey your home for potential dangers such as broken glass and other electrical lines that might have come down during the storm. Keep current photographs of your pets. They are essential if you need to look for your pet, especially if your pet gets scared and runs off after you come home. These pictures could be used to create lost and found posters for your neighborhood. Checking the local shelter and animal control facility daily is a vital means of being reunited with your pet. Finally, inform your neighbors and let your veterinarian know if your pet has run off. As we've seen in several widespread natural disasters, many people will not evacuate without taking their pets with them. Leaving your home with your pets does not have to be a disaster in and of itself. So, pre-plan, put some thought of this in advance, and you'll advert another disaster. For the Veterinary News Network at myvnn.com, I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting for Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, this is Emmy Lou Harris on Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your pet. Animal Radio is brought to you by the American Anti-Vivisection Society. Stop the FDA from allowing milk and meat from cloned animals to be sold in grocery stores. Contact the American Anti-Vivisection Society for information at www.endanimalcloning.org. Hey. You want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at CanineCaviar.com. That's www.CanineCaviar.com. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. We've only just begun. Animal Planets, Animal Precincts, Anna Marie Lucas. Uh, you got it right that time. She will be joining us in a few minutes. Also, it is a young and the restless weekend. We still have Judith Chapman and Michelle Stafford. Also, both of them fine actors beyond uh, the young and the restless there. Let's go to the phones. one 866 405-8405. I'm sorry, I just had a little brain lapse right there. Hi, who's this? Uh, Faye Henry. Hi, Faye. How are you doing? Good, and you? Very good. Where are you calling from? Uh, Shoemakersville, Pennsylvania. 
Shoemakersville, Pennsylvania. Okay, now we have three stations in Pennsylvania. So where is Shoemakersville? Is that east, west, north? Well, that's uh, just out of, outside of uh, Reading. Oh, Reading. Okay, listening on WEEU, I believe. Yep. Yeah, that's right. How can we help you today? Tell us. Well, you had said about stories about your animals. Yes. And uh, we had gotten ours uh, a Dalmatian from uh, the Red... Uh, SPCA uh-huh. here in, in Humane Society, Good. and uh, she was uh, under thirty pounds. You could see every rib and every bone in her spine. Mm. Uh, they said she was in with I don't know how many other dogs, and uh, they were starving her. Apparently, when they put the food down, when she used to go for it, they must have taken it away from her because. When we would put food down for her, if we would go near the dish, she would back away from it. Mm-hmm. So we figured that they probably were teasing her with the food. What kind of dog is she? A Dalmatian. A very anxious-ridden dog, huh? But she's better now, yes? Oh, yes. Uh, the vet was really surprised with her that once we found a, a food uh, to keep in her, because everything we tried, puppy food, everything, she, her digestive system was so such a mess that she would throw everything up. Ooh, that's Couldn't keep anything down. Mm-hmm. And finally, we found a, a dog food that she could, that agreed with her. <laughs> How old is she now? Uh, well, we have her since 98, and she they figured she was about a year and a half old when we got her. Uh-huh. So I, would, I think she'd be about 10 and a half now. Wow. How's she doing? Uh, really good, except she's an anxiety dog. If mm. we go away, she shakes that her tags on her collar rattle. Oh, she has a little bit of separation anxiety. Oh, big time. <laughs> and we, we try different things for her, and nothing seems to work. What kind of things have you tried? Well, we were giving her uh, some uh, uh, herbal medication. Uh-huh. And we tried uh, the radio, you know, keeping the radio on and stuff in that. Uh-huh. And... Uh, there was a uh, another kind of medication I was giving her. I can't remember. I think it was capsules-like. And nothing seems to, <laughs> to work with her. Have you tried doing, like, small trips or just walk out the door and come back in, in 30 seconds and then go out again and come back, like, in a, you know, a minute? And each time you just walk out the door, increase it so she knows you are coming back. And oh. when you go to leave... Don't make a big deal. Don't go over to her and say, oh, baby, mom will be right back. By the way, this is the biggest mistake everybody makes. When they leave the house, they go over to their animal and they say, oh, I'm going to be right back. Mommy and daddy will be right back. We usually don't do that to her because of the way she acts. Yeah, you just just ignore her, walk out the door, and then come right back and just keep doing it. And she'll get used to you that when you leave, you will come back. Well, she doesn't get used to it because she howls. She sounds like a wolf. (laughs) And, you know, we had people walk past the house and, I, and you know, kind of answers what kind of dog we had because all you heard was, oh! <laughs> she, she really, she really has it down bad. I know that Dalmatians, by nature, are generally a little bit antsy, a yeah. little bit uh, uptight. Have you told your doctor, your veterinarian, about this? Yeah, but she was the one that had given us different kinds of things to, tr- you know, the, the medication. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We start out with the herbal, figuring, you know, we'll go the sure. natural way. Right. That, like I said, that didn't help. And, you know, we we go outside, you know, like, uh, like to even hang a wash. You know, if I <laughs> let her in the house, she's... Uh-huh. You know, and and I had the doors open and stuff, and she can hear me out there and stuff. You know, because uh-huh. I I talk it, you know, talk into her and stuff. But 
she's just, I think she'd be on help. Yeah, <laughs> well, you can also, you know, exercise her, take her for a nice long walk or throw the ball for 10 minutes before you leave because a tired dog is usually a happy dog. And if she's tired and if you leave and come back a few times, she may get used to it. But after 10 years, I'm not sure. Yeah, because we, like I said, we, we just about tried everything. Uh-huh. But she, <laughs> granddaughter, I have a picture of her there. She's pulling... Our, our dog's name is Princess, and she's pulling Princess's ears straight up in the air, and I mean, and she never did anything, you know. <laughs> can we get Princess some kind of toy, some we kind can. of dog we toy? We can. We put together some kind of package, package for, for Princess. Princess. Oh, okay. We wish you the best of luck. I wanted to mention Comfort Zone. You've probably already tried it. Comfort Zone uh, works in about 50% of the cases. It's a plug-in or a spray that you can get at your local pet store, and of course, uh, others that are having this kind of problem, anxiety problems with your animal, not yourself, but with your, with your animal... <laughs> You can go to your vet. Sometimes they have medicines that, just like humans use, there's Prozac, I know, that's being used on cats now and also has about a 50 to 75% efficacy rate. Uh, hold on one second, Faye. We need to get some information to send some dog toys off for Princess, and we thank you for listening on WEEU in Reading, Pennsylvania. It was nice talking to you. Thank you. Separation anxiety, it's a pretty big darn deal, isn't it? We hear about it all the time. A lot, yes. And I'm afraid to say that sometimes the people are partly to blame. Really? If you're having a problem, 1-866-405-8405 or yourvoice at animalradio.com. We're going to take a quick break for top of the hour news. If you're leaving us now, remember there's lots more Animal Radio at animalradio.com. In fact, we're streaming live 24-7. You'll have the latest breaking news on the fires in Southern California or anything that's animal-related. You can also get it on your cell phone. Simply text ANIMAL to 27627. Of course, all those details at AnimalRadio.com. And remember, if you get a pet, please spay or neuter. And if it happens to be a cat, don't declaw. And always adopt from your local shelter. I'm Judy Francis. I'm Hal Abrams. We'll see you next week for more Animal Radio on this fine station. Have a great week. Bye-bye. This is Animal Radio Network. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. Well, Judy, you've jam-packed this hour. It looks like our Young and the Restless weekend continues with Michelle Stafford and uh, Judith Chapman. And i got to mention, you yes. know, you look at these ladies' resumes, they're much, much larger than, uh, you know, simply the soap operas that they've worked on for 15 years. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. How do you hold a gig that long, especially <laughs> in the entertainment business? We'll find out. Also from Animal Planet, Animal Precinct's Anna Marie Lucas. And she, I believe she's online, too. Yes, she is. And we're going to go to her in just a second. Also... Uh, a little information about adopting a dog, how we can help you adopt a dog. And I believe we're going to call Kyle Orant, little nine-year-old Kyle Orant, in just a few minutes. Hi, Anna Marie. Hey, how, how are you? Very well. How are you doing? I'm very good, thank you. You know, we always talk about work. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering. Work, work, work. Work, work, work. Do you have any animals at home? Tell oh, us please. about your home life. Oh, please. You don't even want to know. I, I, uh, I have several dogs and several cats. Let's just put it at that. And they get along? <laughs> <laughs> they do. They actually have, um, I have eight dogs and about 11 cats right now. Wow. wow. But I have a big house and I have a great husband and we are, uh, we make sure our work schedules work around the animals. It's all about them. What does your and, hubby uh, do for a living? 
He's actually just retired from the New York City Police Department. He was a detective. Oh, wow. Uh, but actually now he has the best job in the world. He is the shelter director of the Putnam County Humane Society, which is where I live in Putnam County, New York, which is upstate New York. So um, he's fabulous at that, and he has about 200 animals that he's responsible for taking care of. They're a, a no-kill shelter, truly a no-kill shelter, and um, it's wonderful. So I get to go visit those animals, and that's what I do on my time off. I go visit my husband at the shelter. So Is that how you got so many animals? No, no, just a couple from there. I've been <laughs> on the job for 12 years, so um, I've been rescuing, and, and animals just seem to find us for some reason. They always say that about, you know, people in the animal industry. But, yes. you know, every single one of them really needed a home. So how do you say no? Sure. Are they animals that you found on the job there? Some, some are, yes. I, I rescued a mom. It was actually one of the episodes of Animal Precinct. I rescued a mom with her four babies, and they had been separated. They were all emaciated, and I took them home just to foster them because they had been separated, and they were so happy to see each other. Um, they were such a great little family. I didn't have the heart to separate them, so that's how I got five really quickly. <laughs> and uh, so that kind of you know put us over the edge, but... Um, and I, we've rescued a couple from, from my husband's shelter, um, some from the ASPCA, some from uh, the shelter I used to work at before I came to the ASPCA. So some are old, some are young, but let me tell you, it's a, it's, it could be a full-time job in and of itself. Sure. Yes. You know. With all these uh, animals needing rescue, we hate to hear about puppy mills. And oh. for, you know, for you and me and Judy, we know immediately what puppy mills are. Maybe the uh, someone who just tuning in the first time to Animal Radio doesn't know what a puppy mill is. What is a puppy mill? Basically, it's just the mass breeding of dog and cat. Let's not forget the cats, too. Mass breeding of, of companion animals. It's a huge operation where numerous types of breeds are bred, and it's the very minimal minimal care that that are given to the adults that is the concern here you know when you go to a pet store you see these beautiful little puppies jumping up and down they all seem great or you know you see all these great ads on the internet for beautiful home raised puppies and raised with kids and these fabulous ads but what they really are is this seedy little not little seedy huge business that's what i want to mention when you say little it's not exactly the picture you paint you don't exactly think of a back room where they're breeding these animals and mom and pop operations these are big 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 companies big corporations that oh, sell to uh pet stores is that correct absolutely i mean it can start as maybe a, a breeder say somewhere missouri's a big state let's pick on missouri for a little bit <laughs> happens everywhere but missouri's a huge state for that um so there's many 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 hundreds of breeders in missouri and there are these distributor that come along and they will buy the puppies from these puppy mills we call them and then they will take those puppies and then distribute them across the country to pet stores so you might see the name um maybe the hunt corporation yes, yes. might come up which is huge uh Lambrier is another one so when you go to a pet store and you can you, actually they have to show you now on the cages of the animals there should be the um, distributing company and where that animal was bred so if it says kansas missouri um uh what is it Arkansas, Oklahoma, Pennsylvania. You know, those are some states that are really heavy into puppy mills. So you want to be very weary. And you have the right to ask the pet store, where does this puppy come from? I'd like to see his, uh, his or her lineage. I want to know where they came from. Or are they from a distributor? You know, what state did they come from? Um, and they have to give you that information. Should we be buying our pets from pet stores in the first place? I mean, definitely we can get our supplies from the pet store, but sure. the animals... 
No. No. I mean, I know it's so hard and it's a it's a catch-22 because all puppies need homes. You know, the ones that are in pet stores need homes. But every time, you know, you get a puppy from a pet store, that's another adult, beautiful, beautiful animal that is suffering back in some, you know, low and you know mill somewhere and let me tell you something the conditions are horrendous i've dealt with a couple here actually in new york um more backyard breeders which aren't as big but still do the same sort of thing mm-hmm. and these they're kept in cages they're never touched they're given a really bad diet no medical care whatsoever they're never groomed they never play they never see the light of day it is just horrendous so all they do is spend their entire little lives breeding over and over again and when they're of no use anymore to that person um, they are then discarded either they're killed they're sold to another puppy mill it's really just the worst life possible for these beautiful beautiful animals who who bring us so much pleasure through their puppies people that go to pet stores i think generally think they're getting a better animal than they would get at the shelter they feel like a a shelter is a used car dealership as Mm -hmm. opposed to a brand new car dealership quite the opposite situation isn't it Yes, I mean I have pu- I have animals from everywhere. They've come from everywhere, and I have to say the shelter animals are are amazing. Um, you don't know until you go to a shelter just how wonderful the animals are. So I really recommend that everybody go to their local animal shelter, Humane Society or SPCA, and just walk around, talk to the staff, take a look at all of the animals. And if you want a purebred, one in four dogs that ends up in an animal shelter is a purebred, believe it or not. So if you want that little Yorkie, you, you've had your heart set on a Yorkie. The ASPCA just had a six-month-old Yorkie that came walking in off the street with his owner who couldn't keep him anymore. I mean, this mm-hmm. stuff happens all the time where you can get pretty much any type of dog that you want if you have your heart set on that type of dog. You can leave your name with your information at the shelter, and if a dog comes along and you pass all of their requirements, then they'll call you, and, and you can make that connection. I mean, I, I see it at my husband's shelter up in upstate New York. Um, they have beautiful little Shih Tzus. Um, uh, it's amazing, these little, you know, Havanese, I mean, dogs that you would never really see, golden retrievers, I mean, just beautiful purebred animals um, waiting to be adopted at, at shelters, and it's like that everywhere. You also hear these horror stories about people who purchased animals from a pet store mm-hmm. that months later they come up with all these diseases that weren't apparent at the time of purchase. Absolutely. They seem to be very ill. Absolutely, because the parents aren't getting any care. So, therefore, they're overbred. They're bred maybe with a brother or sister, who knows, you know, with the inbreeding that's going on. Mm-hmm. So, you're, you're not getting a healthy, quality um, puppy because the parents are so sickly. They could have diseases that, you know, weren't even recognizable at the time. And then when you get the puppy home, of course, you know, a lot of puppies will die from, like, parvo, mm-hmm. which is a horrible virus that, you know, a lot of dogs get because they're not getting the care. They're transported all across the country they spend days in these trucks and then they're loaded off trucks they go to a pet store where it's not clean a lot of times um and it's just a horrible horrible life you know for those puppies in transit as well and then they get to the pet store and a lot of times they're teeny tiny you know everybody wants the teeny tiny little breeds the little chihuahuas and the little yorkies and the smaller the better well Mm -hmm. when you when you have a one or two pound dog just the slightest thing can can hurt them seriously, um, or they can get very sick very quickly. Um, you know, they, they become anemic very quickly, so they have to be fed several times a day. And, you know, pet stores aren't known, you know, for their quality of care. You know, I, I hate to say it. I'm sorry to the pet store owners out there, but, you know, it's, I've been in thousands of them. 
and I see what goes on. Sure. Um, they're treated like machines. The animals are treated like machines. They're not treated like they are the lovable pets that, that we want them to think. We're with Animal Planet's Animal Precincts, Anna Maria Lucas. There's a lot of A's <laughs> there to start with. And your beat is primarily on the street... Yeah. But there's a whole new technology, a whole new technology, listen to me, 10 years old, 15 years old, let's say, <laughs> the Internet, which it has its uses, certainly for finding an animal and going to view the animal in person. But there's a lot of shady operations on the Internet, which actually sell the animals direct to you over the Internet. Is that correct? Well, which is the huge problem that we're facing now with the laws that were enacted back in 1966, the Animal Welfare Act. Those laws cover, uh, you know, breeders and the USDA oversees them, um, but nobody oversees the Internet um, where these you can sell directly to the buyer. So say I'm a breeder in, an, in, in the state and I have, you know, all of these puppies to sell. I can just sell them and nobody's regulating that. So who knows? I mean, how many are out there? I would imagine there's thousands and thousands of people trying to make a buck you know, using animals to do it. And, and you'll see the websites. They are incredibly beautiful. You'll see these beautiful pictures of puppies in little outfits, you know, running around the yard and they're sitting on a chair or sitting on a couch. But trust me, most of that is all staged just for the, for the picture on the Internet. Ask them if you can come and see, you know, when you finally make contact, if you mm -hmm. can come and see where those dogs are kept and meet the parents. And you will get a no every single time. And if, if you don't get a no... Um, then, you know, that's something you might want to pursue. That might be a good place where you could actually go and you want to meet the parents. You want to see how the animals are kept. If they're not doing anything wrong, they should have nothing against um, showing you what they do. And uh, as if we learned this week, also read that contract. Oh, please. <laughs> yes. I mean, you know, I see both sides to every story. I'm an investigator, so sure. I'm trained to do that. And there are two sides to every story. And unfortunately, when animals are involved, emotions, you know, are very strong. And, um... And it's just a very unfortunate situation. So hopefully well, everything works out. ASPCA.org is the website. Of course, links to everything you've heard on today's show at AnimalRadio.com. Anne-Marie, thanks so much. I so appreciate it. We'll speak soon again. Take care. Veteran actress Judith Chapman is on the way. Do you remember her from 28 Days? I do. Yes. <laughs> How could you forget? Great actress. She's on the way. Your call's at one 866 405 and giveaways. God, I love the second hour. Giveaways. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, it's Lisa Laporta from HGTV's Design to Sell for Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your pets. Honey, look, I taught Rocky a new oh. trick. He's 12. You know what they say about old dogs. Hey, Rock. What'd she teach you to do, sleep? <laughs> Funny. No. I taught him to email me when it's time for his vet appointment and vaccinations, notify a call center if he's lost, and give the kennel his feeding and med schedule. Did you give him a, a brain implant? No. I bought him a Kuga tag for his collar. Kuga tag? This little USB Kuga tag. Oh. Yeah, plugs into any computer. His vital information's right there for the vet or kennel to read. So our address and phone number aren't hanging off Rocky's neck. Wow, neat trick. Yeah, honey. Cougar Tag, the world's smallest USB pet tag for dogs, cats, even birds. 24-7 Lost Pet Center. Vital health and vet information. Appointment and vaccination reminder emails and more. All in a universal, non-invasive, waterproof tag. Let your pet teach you a new trick. Visit CougarTag.com today. That's CougarTag, K-O-O-G-A-Tag.com. CougarTag.com. 
Did you see the paper? They mentioned cloning animals for food. Seriously? I thought cloning was still pretty experimental. It is. Most of the animals die or are born with some sort of health defect. So why is the FDA going to approve it? I don't know. It's upsetting that the FDA seems to be ignoring scientific evidence that animals in cloning suffer. And the FDA says that it won't even label cloned foods. That's outrageous. Yeah, and we could be eating meat or drinking milk from cloned animals and not even know it. Is there anything we can do to stop this? You can. Contact the American Anti-Vivisection Society at www.endanimalcloning.org to learn more about the problems with animal cloning and to help keep cloned food off grocery store shelves. Cloning animals for food is not just about food safety. Animal suffering and other ethical issues have been ignored for too long and must be considered. To learn more, visit www.endanimalcloning.org. Just because we can clone animals for food doesn't mean we should. Buddy, don't do that. Don't worry. Lots of dogs eat grass. Didn't you hear? Dogs can get worm infections from eggs and larvae in the grass. Those parasites can even infect humans. I know. That's why I give my dog Safeguard K9 Dewormer twice a year. It's a safe and easy way to eliminate and prevent the major intestinal worms that infect dogs and to protect my family against infection. Where can I find out more? Just visit www.safeguard.com. That's S-A-F-E hyphen G-U-A-R-D dot com. Every year, there are millions of pets in animal shelters across the country just waiting for a loving home. I'm Mike Farrell with a very simple message. If you're thinking of getting a pet, please adopt. To easily locate your closest place to adopt, call Pets 911 toll-free at 1-888-PETS-911. It's easy, it's free, and it gives a pet a second chance at life. Together, we can ensure a better future for our pets. For adoptable pet listings in your community, go to Pets911.com. Pets911, proud to be partnered with Animal Radio. Every once in a while, there comes along a special group of animal lovers that stand strongly in defense of the voiceless. Animal People is that newspaper for people who really care about the animals. Animal People is published ten times yearly. The publisher is a nonprofit corporation dedicated to exposing the existence of cruelty to animals and to informing and educating you so that animal lovers worldwide can eliminate such cruelty. Your subscription is $24 a year and is 100% tax deductible. Get Animal People's fair and accurate investigative reporting from the industry watchdog. Visit our website at www.animalpeoplenews.org. That's www.animalpeoplenews.org to subscribe to the news for people who care about animals. Animal People. Subscribe today at www.animalpeoplenews.org. This is Animal Radio Network. This is Jane Lynch on Animal Radio. Please spay and neuter your animal. Spay or neuter. Let me say that again. You don't want to do both. Spay or neuter. Let me say it again. Can I do that? You can do whatever you want. Oh, God bless. I'm going to try it one more time. Hi, this is Jane Lynch on Animal Radio. Please spay or neuter your animal. I love it. You do so good early in the morning. I, my I'm so fascinated right now, can I tell you? I'm yeah. barely holding it together. Well, you're awesome. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. As you can well imagine, we get a lot of books here. In fact, 
It's no joke. We have a UPS break station here. <laughs> right in the uh, right next to the entrance of Animal Radio. Yes, where the, the UPS guy, when he delivers books, just has a seat. We got one here. Your adopted dog. Everything you need to know about rescuing and caring for a best friend in need. Boy, everything you need to know. I've heard that before. I've seen that. And then I open the book. And for you know what? It really is everything, <laughs> everything you need to know from even deciding to get an adopted dog to where to find a rescue dog to behavior training. All put together a couple of great authors, Shelly Frost and Katrina Lorenzatos-Macris. And we have Shelly with us. Hi, Shelly. How are you doing? Hi, you guys. I'm doing great. How are you? Uh, very well. I guess it took a long time to put this together. This isn't one of those books that uh, someone said, have it ready in six months, because certainly a lot of research has gone into this. I have to tell you how when they when we were kicking around the titles and we really knew we wanted that word everything in the title, that did send us into a tizzy. We knew we had to really be thorough, do our research. And in fact, when we turned in the manuscript, it was 100 pages over. So we had to cut out 100 pages. <laughs> That's not easy. No, no, that was not easy. I love how you started with an interview with uh, the Albuquerque mayor. I know it. You know, his story had just come out. I found it on, maybe it was CNN, and I immediately called his offices because he is the kind of person who can really make a difference in this world for animals. And that's exactly what he's done with the legislation that he had passed in his own town. But what is that legislation? Well, he passed or he passed an ordinance or suggested an ordinance of some mandatory spay-neuter ordinance for any animal over the age of six months must be spayed or neutered or you face fines. Now, there are... Uh, situations where breeders can pay a fee so that they they can continue to breed their animals. He worked it out with the breeders. He wanted to be very user-friendly with them. And I guess politically that's what he had to do. But he was on the right track, and it's a first step. So we were very excited to get his story in our book. And he takes his own rescue dog to all of his appearances, Dukes, and he's very famous in the town of Albuquerque, and he spreads goodwill, and he's a spokesperson for all homeless, needy dogs everywhere. I see that you just have stories in the very beginning, uh, just success stories, wonderful, warm, fuzzy stories about rescue dogs. Well, in fact, Katarina and I, when we were writing the book, we both happened to rescue dogs during, and my, in my case, I kept my rescue, Kelly, and so she appears throughout the book. Katarina rescued a dog while she was in Greece and, in fact, brought him all the way over to the States and placed him in a new home. Wow. I know you probably get this, too. You have the people that say, okay, if I'm going to a shelter to get an animal, uh, well, if it's in a shelter, it must be used. It must be broken. It must have luggage. Some of, of course, animals in shelters have a story to tell, and some of them are not happy stories. But in most responsible shelters and rescue agencies, they do have behaviorists who evaluate the dogs before they are put up for adoption. And, of course, a veterinarian health checks them, too, before they're put up for adoption. And then in our book, we really point out all of the things to look for before you choose your dog, whether you have cats in your home and that you need to make sure the two, the dog and the cat, will get along, young children in your home, is your backyard fully fenced, all of the ins and outs and the how-tos, everything you need to think about before you bring any particular dog home. And, of course, the get-to-know-you period before you adopt the dog. So we're really thinking in the animal's best interest. The book is called Your Adopted Dog, Everything You Need to Know About Rescuing and Caring for a Best Friend in Need. And like I said, you've probably seen that on other books, Everything You Need to Know. This truly is, I have 10 copies right now at one 405 8405 to give away. And, of course, you can get this anywhere, Amazon.com. 
bookstore. And I just understand you're going to – Judy has just let me know this is go, has become part of the Animal Radio Book Club. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and add that as one of the great reference guides for getting an adopted dog, your adopted dog. Shelley, if we want to learn more through a website, where can we go? Go to www.youradoptedog.com. Thanks so much for spending time with us today. Thank you, Hal. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at animalradio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, Animal Radio. Oh, hi. I just... Uh heard you had a radio giveaway. I don't know if I'm uh, calling at the wrong time, or is it a tape show? Or Oh, well, well tell me, where are you calling from? Uh, South Lake Tahoe. And what's your name? Patrick. Hey, Patrick, are you calling about the adopted dog, the guest we just had? Yeah. I have an extra copy of that. Uh, mm-hmm. that'd, be, that'd be great. Do you have any dogs at home? No, I have a cat. You have a cat? Yeah. Are you? But but you're, you're a dog person or just an all-around animal person? Yeah, I'm an all-around animal person. I, I've only been bitten once, and it was in the back of the leg, and that's because I, I guess... Uh, that was made clear to me that I couldn't be in the same room with the dog, and then somehow he got in, and then somehow he just attacked immediately. So, wow. So, no, I guess once you know your dog, if a person knows their dog, then they shouldn't be like, you shouldn't be alarmed if you're being bit. But it did hurt for a while. Mm. Yeah, so I'm kind of like shy dog. So you're I, a cat person now. Yeah, especially pit bulls. I'm shy of. I don't know why. It's I, just, I can understand. There's most a, people are. Yeah. yeah, they just look like. The, the gargoyle thingies, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard him put like that. Yeah. Well, we'll uh, send you the uh, uh, dog's book, and I'll also throw in Cat Be Good since you have a cat, too. Okay. Okay, okay hold thank on one you. second. Uh, thanks for listening to Animal Radio. Oh, thanks. Hi, Joanne Worley on Animal Radio. Hello. And please spay and neuter your pets. Be a responsible pet owner. As a matter of fact, spay and neuter your friend's pets also. Give it to them as a Christmas present. What a good idea. PetGadgets.com. If you're looking for innovative and high-tech pet products, PetGadgets.com. Unique and high-tech products that you won't find at your local pet store. PetGadgets.com. Find the latest products that will make life easier for you and your pet. PetGadgets.com. Everything from massage beds to a remote-controlled tennis ball launcher. PetGadgets.com. Be top dog in your neighborhood. Shop at PetGadgets.com. This is Animal Radio Network. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. It is a young and the restless weekend. And uh, who's up next? Is it Judith? Judith Chapman. Judith Chapman. From the, hi, Judith. How are you? Well, hello, Hal. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. And you? Uh, very well, thank you. Are we calling you at work? Uh, I am. I'm sitting in my dressing room. I think it's the only place that's not on fire in Southern California. Yeah, oh. I hear about that. Boy. Right now. So, where are y'all? Well, our studios are located about three and a half hours northeast of Las Vegas, but we're all across the country. Exactly. From coast in Los Angeles there to XBA in Long Island. Great. 
and we we send you our deepest sympathies for about the fires. I mean, that's just horrible what's happening. It's just something. I mean, the, the, for here locally, uh, the Young and the Restless was uh, um, preempted today because of the fires. And it's so it's uh, when it comes to that, that the whole hour is preempted, you know it's pretty serious stuff. Yeah. Now, how does that affect you there that they have to preempt that? Um, well, it's interesting because I hope, and today was a particular, particularly big show, a big catastrophe, disaster. So it's every, it's a little sad because everybody in the country is seeing it but us. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, hopefully no. we'll, we'll get a, a later um, air date on it. Okay. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, you have pets at home? I do. I have two puppies. Yes? How long? Well, no, they're not puppies anymore. They're, they're getting on in years, but they're still pretty spry. I have Shiva, who's my German shepherd, and I have a wonderful little pound pup that is half uh, Sharpay and half Pitbull. Half Sharpay, half Half Sharpay, half Pitbull, and all attitude. <laughs> Good attitude. She's my comedian in defense. How long have they been with you? Uh, Shiva, we got her actually when she was a little older because we lost our beautiful Doberman. And, uh, and uh, so she's, she was about eight, eight and a half. But she's still pretty spry. And little pup came along about a year later. So little pup's uh, little pup. The pit bull is called little pup. Um, is uh, about six and a half or seven and a half. Seven and a half. Yeah. We spoke to uh, Brian Dottillo a couple of days ago, and he says he takes his dogs down to the set. You, you probably actually worked with him, didn't you? At one time. Yes. On days. Yes. I did. Well, unfortunately, I spend part of my time, my work week, when I'm working on the show, I'm in Los Angeles, and and uh, the rest of the time I'm in Palm Springs in the desert. And my other half, James, he owns a restaurant there, so I actually make the commute back and forth. And my puppies are always very, very excited when I come home, but it, if I'm not working so much, especially the pit for Sharpay, because she has so much attitude. And I stay home for more than the, the weekend or two or three days. She uh-huh. like, looks at me and it's like, what, you two getting along or something? You staying around longer? <laughs> <laughs> you haven't got your overnight bag and you're leaving? And it's like, oh. and they finally go, okay, you're leaving us again. But, but they, after almost nearly three years, they've become pretty used to it. Have animals always been part of your life? Absolutely. Yeah. Always, 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 always. I've, uh, I've had cats, but I'm not such a huge cat person. When I was living in New York before moving to California, I had a wonderful cat, big, huge tabby. And, you know, of course, she was an indoor cat um, in New York, but I brought her on the plane with me to Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and uh, actually, literally on the plane with me, next to me, as I'm moving to California because we were late for the plane. But she was such a cool cat, this huge, like, 12-pound, I mean, not fat, but just a big, big cat. Uh-huh. And uh, I used to put her a collar and take her down to uh, Santa Monica Beach. She thought she was in the best litter box in the whole wide world. <laughs> mm, I bet. But she became an outdoor cat, Dandy. Her name was Dandy. She was my Dandy Lion. And, uh, but she, uh, my little, I had a Volkswagen convertible when I first came to California, and she could hear my car coming around the corner, and she would come bounding across neighbor's yards to be sitting on the porch when I got home. Aww. She was, she was, I think she was part puppy. Now, of course, uh, you, you've done some parts in uh, Murder, She Wrote, Magnum P.I., but you always, oh, also The Sweetest Thing in 28 Days, uh-huh. two great movies. But you always seem to return to the uh, to the soaps. The soaps scene. I do, I do. I've done so many soaps over the years, but it's interesting because if you added up all the years I've been on soaps, it would really only be 
maybe a third of what my entire career has been about. So it just is a testament to how powerful soaps are and how popular they are. And uh, but yes, I tend to go back to soap operas, and uh, and I couldn't be happier because this is the first soap I've done in almost. Uh, 13 years. And that's uh, Young and the Restless. Yes, this and, is Young and the Restless at CBS. And you play Gloria. And I play the fabulous Gloria. The yes. big Abbott family. The, from the big Abbott family, yes. yes. Well, I married into the Abbott family, and of course, John Abbott, who now has passed away on the show, he comes back as a ghost once in a while. <laughs> uh, his children just thought I was real trailer trash and hated me. But um, Do you ever walk down the streets and people confuse the real person for the character you play? It has happened in the past. It ha doesn't happen so much these days. People, I mean, I was um, in a restaurant just the other day, and somebody said, Gloria! But it's usually because they may not know your real name. But I have, in years past, I remember years ago when I was on As the World Turned, I was outside of Bloomingdale's one day, and I don't know if I can say this on the radio, but I was called a um, <clears throat> not a very good woman and a <laughs> nymphomaniac on top of it. <laughs> and all these people are looking. I said, it's a, it's a story. It's a story. So it can get confusing sometimes. Do you respond by the name Gloria? Oh, sure. Oh, sure. Why not? We have you on the air to talk about the rescue train and the race for the rescue happening this weekend. I am so excited and see it's going to work out perfectly when I got the the email and the, the faxes about it because I will be driving in from Palm Springs so I will just stop right there in Pasadena. So you're not going to run? Oh, I would. I will run. Oh, but you I'll, will. I'll be driving from Palm Springs and then I'll get out of the car and run. We don't <laughs> expect you to uh, to run from Palm Springs. That's Thank a long you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Unfortunately, I won't be able to bring my pups with me. They, sure. do, they do stay in the desert. And they're so excited now that the weather's finally cooling off um, that they definitely get friskier because those summers can be a little brutal in the desert. I bet. But they, uh, they, they manage quite well. I'm going to do the one-mile run because I can't do the five, the 5K. So he enters in the kids' division. Oh, that's okay. But uh, anyone who wants to do either the one-mile or the 5K, it's interesting how they do the one-mile or the... It's actually 3.2 miles is 5K. If you think you're up to it and want to raise some money for a great a great cause, you can register day of the event, or you can get more information right now at www.racefortherescues.org. Absolutely, absolutely. And I encourage everybody to come out. And those of you who are in the neighborhood and, and can come out and join us, you go. we won't walk very fast. We'll just clip along at a nice, comfortable pace. And whether you do the one mile or the... Three mile, it's 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 such a worthy cause, and and with these horrendous fires we're having here in Southern California um, now, and when I drove in yesterday from Palm Springs, you could see the smoke, and all you think about is not only the domesticated animals, but also the our little wild furry creatures as well, the coyote and the deer and the rabbits who are out there trying to trying to survive this madness. And, uh, but the efforts have been so noble to get the, the horses out of, of Malibu and um, really an all-out effort. So my, my heartfelt appreciation and thanks to those who not only stop the fires and help evacuate the people, but do help the animals. Yes, a lot of great animal lovers up there. Mm -hmm. Our hearts are with you and our wishes and our prayers. Thank you. But nice to talk to you, Hal and Judy. Thank to you. To another Judy. Um, <laughs> great, and we'll see you on Sunday. Very you good. Will. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more.
Animal Radio is brought to you by the American Anti-Vivisection Society. Stop the FDA from allowing milk and meat from cloned animals to be sold in grocery stores. Contact the American Anti-Vivisection Society for information at www.endanimalcloning.org. Honey, look, I taught Rocky a new trick. He's 12. You know what they say about old dogs. Hey, Rock. What'd she teach you to do, sleep? <laughs> Funny, no. I taught him to email me when it's time for his vet appointment and vaccinations, notify a call center if he's lost, and give the kennel his feeding and med schedule. Did you give him a, a brain implant? No, I bought him a Kuga tag for his collar. Kuga tag? This little USB Kuga tag. Oh. Yeah, plugs into any computer. His vital information's right there for the vet or kennel to read. So our address and phone number aren't hanging off Rocky's neck. Wow, neat trick. Yeah, honey. Cougar Tag, the world's smallest USB pet tag for dogs, cats, even birds. 24-7 Lost Pet Center. Vital health and vet information, appointment and vaccination, reminder emails, and more. All in a universal, non-invasive, waterproof tag. Let your pet teach you a new trick. Visit CougarTag.com today. That's CougarTag, K-O-O-G-A-Tag.com. CougarTag.com. Animal Radio is brought to you by Get Serious, a stain and pheromone remover so easy to use, even men can do it. Hey, hey, wait a minute. (laughs) Don't take any more excuses, women. It's time to get serious. Get Serious is available at PetSmart and online at GetSeriousProducts.com. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And I wanted to talk to Kyle Orent. I believe we have him on the phone. Nine-year-old Kyle Orent in a celebrity collar auction. Of course, he raised $20,000 for Canine Companions for Independence, and now he's on his way, I believe, to around $10,000. His mom is on line four. Well, let's go there. Hi. Hi, how are you? Doing well. How are you doing? Fine, thank you. Uh, How's Kyle doing? Great. Is uh, the auction going pretty good? I mean, I understand there's still a couple of collars up there. A couple more left. We, um, we, we, most of the collars are gone. We have, we have um, a few more left. And uh, so he's hoping that uh, they'll do well as well. And he'll uh, come with a final tally. And the last time we spoke to him, he was getting matched. Is that correct? That is correct. He's someone who's matching him thousand for thousand. So he's, uh, he's, you know, he's very happy about that. He's going to actually make his... His goal of ten thousand dollars. Wow, wow, that's that's very good. I guess the last time we talked to him, it was was it Dean Koontz? No, it was him. He had the <laughs> the collar that had the highest bid. He did, but Dean Koontz did bypass him, I believe. Uh oh. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's get him on the phone and find out what the deal is. Okay. One okay. second. We get him. Hello. Hi, Kyle. How are you doing? Good. Well, it looks like you're coming to the tail end of your celebrity collar auction. Yeah, it's almost over. Almost over. Let's see, who do we have uh, left up there? Um, I know the Jet Sack Exchange is left. Uh huh. And um, some collars from the Rockies are coming in. Oh wow! Still more coming in, huh? And of course, the Rockies heading to the World Series. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be worth a lot now. Yeah. We asked Glenn Close. She's yeah. an act. Did she send send you a collar? I'm not sure. Yeah. If we got his yet. Okay. It's uh, Glenn Close is is uh, uh Did she you ever? Played Deville. Yes. yes. On 101 it... Dalmatians. So we're hoping that'll get there very soon. So how yeah. much have you raised so far? I'm pretty sure I'm twenty six. Twenty six. Twenty six hundred. Yeah. Okay. And then of course it's being matched. Yeah. Okay. 
So there's uh, uh we're gonna get to ten grand though, right? Yep. Okay. It's <laughs> fuzzy math there. Yeah. Yeah. It all comes out in the wash. How much did Dean Koontz go for? Um he I think he went for four hundred. Okay. Very good. Did you get a dog? Yeah, we have a dog. Yeah, a brand new dog? Yep. What is her name? Her name's Jessie. Jessie, do you know what kind of dog she is? I'm pretty sure she's a cocker spaniel. Pretty sure. <laughs> Not 100% sure. No. Is she a puppy or is she a little yeah, bit older? she's still a puppy. She's still a puppy. Does she listen to you? Sometimes. <laughs> she sometimes gets so excited. Uh-huh. What, what does she do? Sometimes she jumps off your legs and does backflips. A backflipping cocker spaniel. <laughs> yep. Wow. Okay. What color is she? She's like a white. Just white. Yeah, she's like a, a dark white. Uh-huh. I think they call that buff, I think, in the Yeah, that, that's what the color is. Yeah, buff. it's called buff. Okay. Well, give her a big old hug for us, and we'll check in with you as soon as uh, you wrap this thing up and find out where we ended up, okay? Okay. Talk to you later. Um, thank you, Animal Radio. Oh, well, of course. And thank you... Kyle. Yes, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is Bob Barker, listening to Animal Radio. Help control the pet population. Have your pets spayed or neutered. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. Okay, we don't have a lot of time. I know Michelle Stafford, or should I say two-time Emmy Award-winning Michelle Stafford, is hanging on line five, I believe. Hi, Michelle. Doing well. How are you doing? I'm great. Are we catching you at work? No, no. I just got home. Just got home. Okay. Uh-huh. And uh, welcoming the the pets as you get home. Yeah, they're they're sitting right around all around me. Set the scene, if you will. Well, I have three big dogs. Uh huh. I have a golden retriever. Um, I have a greater Swiss mountain dog, and I have a Rottweiler. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's a big family there. Yeah, I got a big family. And, get, I, and the Rottweiler's a girl, and the other two are boys. They all get along? Oh, God. they! I, I can't even believe how well they get along. How, how long have they been part of the family? Let me see. At the love of my life died a little over a year ago, and mm. he was a Rottweiler. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> sounds like I'm going to say a person, but of course, it's a dog. <laughs> and, um, but he, he, I, I had him since he was a puppy, and he was my boy. You know, he was my love. Uh-huh. And uh, he died last year, uh-huh. and and then I had Beauregard, the golden retriever, um, and and I thought, oh, I need to get a dog right away mm. for for Bo, right? Uh-huh. So, sure. um, so I got the uh, the Rottweiler, a female, so mm-hmm. so I wouldn't compare her to the other one, right? Right. And and it's, I can't even tell you how different a dog she is. The really? female Rotties are so different from the males. It's just. It's like a totally different dog. And um, and then I found this other dog, this greater Swiss mountain dog. And then I thought, gosh, can I have three? I can have three. <laughs> so I got three. Do you remember your first pet? Oh, of course. Of course I do. It was, um, it, I had a, a Collie Lab mix, and her name was Tip. Tipper. 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 T-I-P-P-E-R. Okay. How yeah. old were you? I was three years old. And you remember that? Yeah. Oh, gosh, of course, of course, of course. Yeah, I had dogs all growing up. We were never without a dog, ever, ever. And then the second dog I had was um, Ty, and he was um, a massive German Shepherd mix, 
and we rescued him. Then uh, the third dog I had was Bandit, and oh my gosh, she was just a mixture of a bunch of things, and we rescued her. It sounds like you have a thing for big dogs. Yeah, it sounds that way, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I, I do. I like big... I'm, I like little dogs, too. I mean, I'm not I'm not adverse to them, uh-huh. but, um, but I really love big dogs. There's something about all that weight and... You know, and they're strong, and they protect you, uh-huh. and that's what dogs love to do. They love to protect their master. Better than a boyfriend, huh? <laughs> yeah, sometimes. <laughs> do you ever take them onto the set? Uh, you're at the Young and the Restless now, right? Yes, yeah. They don't allow animals there. And, and yeah, and in a way, it could be distracting. I mean, it would be so boring for the dog, though. I mean, they have a huge yard here, and they play with each other, and you know, and do their business when they want. They actually probably have more fun at home. They do. They have a lot more fun. I mean, they're pretty much a pack. You know, there's three of them. So they're they're really a pack, uh-huh. you know. We're having a sudsy, soapy weekend, and we're asking our guests if their dogs were celebrity or high-profile figures. Thanks, Glenn. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm stealing Glenn Close's bit. If they were high-profile high celebrities, who would they be? If Beauregard was a celebrity or just oh someone famous. Okay, if Beauregard were a celebrity, he would be Tom Hanks. Oh, handsome, huh? <laughs> yeah, he's handsome, but he's also, you know, everybody likes him. You know, he's just that good guy. He's just a good guy. That's oh, Beauregard. That's my golden. Uh-huh. And, you know, and he's not a fighter. He doesn't like confrontation. You know, if he has the ball and just and grabs it out of his mouth, he just lets her have it. Oh. You know? Um, so Beauregard would be Tom Hanks. Okay. Um... Uh, Duke would be Bill Murray. Bill Murray, okay, why is sure. that? He's just funny. Just funny okay. He's a hilarious dog. I, I don't know what it, he has a, a really great sense of humor. He's just a funny dog. <laughs> I don't know why. He's just a goofy, funny guy. Uh-huh. And, and he's tough, too, which I think, you know. Yeah. Um, and then Josephine, oi. Josephine, um, oh gosh, Josephine's difficult because she is afraid. A little shy. Oh, yeah, but kind of afraid. Uh-huh. <laughs> timid. I would say timid. She's a little timid, but then she's really tough. So who would she be? That's hard to say. There's not a lot of high-profile figures that are timid. No. No, she's timid, but but tough. But she, and she's smart, too. So I'm having a hard time with, with the Josephine. Brew on that, and I'll tell you what. I'll check in with you tomorrow at the race for the rescues. I know, right? Yes. yes. Are you going to be running? Yes, of course. Are you going to bring anybody with you? No, because there'll be lots of dogs there. Yes. Yeah. So I'm going to go alone. I mean, my dogs would. Well, my dogs would love it, of uh-huh. course. But the, but it's about the other dogs, you know. I don't want I don't want my dogs coming in and and people going and people taking them. <laughs> Do you plan on taking any home? Oh my gosh. <laughs> it would be so great. I would love it. But I think that legally I'm only allowed three. Is it the law there in uh, L.A.? Is yeah. that where you are? Yeah, in this city, in, in uh, Hollywood, it's the law. Only three. Unless you get a kennel's license. A girlfriend of mine has seven. Seven? Yeah. Does she live in the city limits? Yeah, she lives in the city, but she, she works it out. She has a kennel's license or something. Oh, oh okay. Got yeah. it covered. Yes, we don't yeah. want to get her in trouble. <laughs> totally. Are you running the uh, 5K or the, like me, I'm going to just do the 1K? He's doing the kids race. <laughs> You're doing the 1K? Yeah, the kids yeah. race. Uh, I'm kind of yeah, I may do. I may do the 3K. Okay. <laughs> Somewhere in between there. Yeah, exactly. 
You know, you can sign up uh, all the way up to uh, register. Well, registration opens at 7 a.m., so last minute. Right. Race starts at 8.30. And, of course, more information at www.racefortherescues.org. Yes. Is there anything we should be looking for on Young and the Restless that you could tell us about? Oh, oh. Well, um, Phyllis is in, in, in pending release. Impending release. Yes. Does everyone survive the explosion? I don't know. Uh-oh. You're gonna have to tune in. Okay. <laughs> I thought I might get it out. You're gonna have to see. Tune in with twenty million people every yes. ev- every day. Well, every day. That's some coverage there. I know. Well, we appreciate you hanging with us. We'll see you tomorrow. Oh gosh, guys, thank you so much. Raceforthescues.org is the website. Cool. We are so out of time, but remember, there's lots more at AnimalRadio.com. In fact, some of the stuff we couldn't get in today's show at AnimalRadio.com. Get your Firestorm 2007 breaking news. Simply text ANIMAL to 27627 or check out AnimalRadio.com. Remember, if you get a pet, please spay or neuter. If it happens to be a cat, don't declaw. And always adopt from your local shelter. I'm Judy Francis. I'm Hal Abrams. We'll see you next week for more Animal Radio right here on this fine station. Bye-bye. This is Animal Radio Network.